My name is Chris Spaggs, and I am on a quest to stack up every single NFL team at random. You can see the randomizer wheel on the screen right now. Last week, we drafted Chiefs because of the wheel. Who will we draft in Best Ball Mania for today? Let's find out as we spin the wheel. And also, make the deal. Wasting big money on this one. Will it be a good team? Okay, an easy one to hit. The Atlanta Falcons will be our stack today. Uh, not quite as exciting, perhaps, as uh, the Chiefs were last week, but I won't have to reach for a guy in the first round. So let's stack up uh, some of these guys coming up. Let me switch the screens over. We are, in fact, waiting in a Best Ball Mania 4 lobby right now. Hopefully, uh, none of the sniping streamers out there will join today, but if they do, then I guess I'll have to come ready for this one. Either way, though, let me get the banner going. Falcons. You know who'd be great in an Atlanta Falcons stack? Uh, Tyler Algier would be a guy. I don't I don't talk about him very much. He's kind of fallen by the wayside, but uh, definitely a player that I'll be keeping my eye on here. I uh, can see some familiar names in there. Nate, I was in a draft with last night. Uh, okay, I don't think we have any snipe streamers in here today, so good for me. Hopefully you guys will treat me kindly as I go out of my way to get Desmond Ritter. What a, what a treat for me here on a Friday. A uh, shout out to the chat as well, seeing a super chat from my boy Ross right away. Thank you for the $5. I do appreciate that, honestly, as somebody who has uh, a, little bit, a little bit delayed on payroll thanks to the day job, as you might have seen some articles about out there. Uh, but the splash play grind continues here. And of course, the best ball mania for maxing and out grind. Uh, both myself, of course, every single uh, day, basically, I'm putting in some best ball mania drafts, some on stream, some not. Pete continues to stream. My podcast partner, Pete Overzet, continues to stream the best ball mania for drafts. Of course, check the playlist on his channel if you want to see the ones that we did head to head. Uh, you can see certainly a lot of fun results in there, some rants as well on the splash play versions of those two consecutive weeks, uh, both of us ranting violently on a Tuesday there. Uh, me for in favor of Anthony Richardson. Uh, Pete, of course, in favor of Tyler Conklin, both, both of our brand plays. Draft going off here. Jamar Chase goes first. So that's a fun one. We'll see here. Omar saying early vote for Pete C winning the draft. I assume you know, Omar, that it is in fact just a spag stream. And if so, that is a very funny joke. Um, and if not, I am sorry for there not being a Pete here. Okay, no, it turns out it was, it was in fact, just him hoping Pete would be here. No, Pete is on his day off on a Friday, at least here on Splash Play. I am on the clock here. Christian McCaffrey falling a little bit, but we're doing Atlanta, so let's get some good parts of Atlanta, and let's also not get Tyler Algier. Bijan Robinson will be my pick. Um, and honestly, this room, I think some badges in here, some guys I think will take some wide receivers, so it uh, could be a mistake by me taking Bijan at the five hole. Uh, we're going to do what we're going to do, and we're going to take him ahead of Christian McCaffrey, which got to be contrarian, if nothing else. Um, also feels kind of dumb, honestly. Like, if you're in a best ball mania four draft throughout the course of the summer, Bijan will probably start to get around this five pick range. Boy, there was a time just a couple weeks ago where he was going sometimes in the mid second round, or at least like early second round, is what I saw. Uh, so I, uh, I wish I had gotten a little more Bijan when he did fall in those drafts because now he is certainly going to get steamed up as we head into this, uh, this fun part of the summer. Man, that draft last night. Yes, I didn't even realize. So I, I'd seen actually saw uh, Hope and Davis Pang streaming again. Two of the best ball creators out there who I know are grinding out there doing a lot of streams, I think, at night. Um, but also people who know what they're talking about. So I had a little bit of that on in the background. Didn't realize, though, I was entering an overflow draft for those guys. So shout out to their channel. And of course, kudos to them being able to fill an overflow. That was something that took me probably an entire summer of streaming to be able to do. Uh, let's see. 
You got to do more of these in 30 minutes or less. Yes, that was also at breakneck speed last night, which is a good thing when you are drafting with experienced drafters and guys who know where they're kind of where the ADP pockets align. And that's one of the things, too, I will say for new drafters out there. Talked about Bijan, you know, me taking him at five here because we're doing this Falcons thing. But in general, like knowing these pockets is a really important thing. And you only kind of can internalize uh, where the players are going to line up, where they sometimes can fall, where they don't fall. Um, those are the kind of things that you only learn when you are drafting a bunch of teams. So if you have the wherewithal to do it, I would certainly advocate for it. And if you don't have the money to do it, uh, check out that that Poodle contest, $7 entries, uh, 20 entry max on that one. And I think it's 30K to first place. So like actually a pretty nice little prize there to first place, given uh, the entry figure you're putting in. All right, we are on the clock here. Jalen Hurts is falling one pick, but that's not really enough to excite me here. Um See, if I'm doing Falcons, all right, let's take Tony Pollard. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to get running back out of the way early, and then I'm going to hit the gas pedal on receivers. Not a normal build for me, but that's sort of what this exercise is about. Um, I know I'm kind of losing some expected value with this concept of just spinning a randomizer wheel and drafting a team. But for me, it's about breaking my type. Obviously, you guys know I love drafting Anthony Richardson. That's a thing that I do. Currently, have about 40% of an NBBM. But in general, you know, I do want to start to use this stream as kind of a way to, to break the tendencies. We all have the same kind of, you love these guys. You always take these guys. If I'm forcing myself to draft Falcon stacks, like I can tell you, I don't have a lot of Desmond Ritter this year. I think there's a chance he loses his job to Taylor Heineke. Um, that said, I think if you're drafting right now, you probably do have to take Ritter and it's not worth taking Heineke, uh, at least until the puppy Superflex draft comes out. Um, so that's sort of where that's going for me. Oh, let's see. Looks like an Irv Smith team. I do love Irv Smith. You know, hard to argue that. I know I'm alone on this one. Uh, Vapor, of course, one of those guys in particular who hates Irv Smith, but um, some positive reports for him. Joe Burrows talking about how loose he's playing out there and how he's going to add an element to the team they haven't had before. So um, given how well uh, things went for Hayden Hurst last year, I have no issue taking Irv Smith with where he is. And don't be surprised if he starts to get, I wouldn't say to quite to Evan Ingram range, but he's going to get, I think, to the 120s over the camp um, just because the Bengals aren't going to add anybody at tight end at a certain point that arithmetic is going to click like, oh yeah, he is now the tight end one and it's really electric offense. All right. So we still have some nice running back values here. Again, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to take Derek Henry at the spot. Not a guy I would know. Well, Henry, Henry Jacobs or Hall, I kind of view as similar plays. Hall, I think will start to come down more. I guess Henry and Jacobs should come up a little more when the casuals draft. Um, I like Houston players too. So I'm going to take Derrick Henry for that week 17 correlation. Um, I don't know my confidence level on that one. I guess I should have taken Jacob. So I'd be live for that AR uh, Anthony Richardson uh, Colts stack potentially for week 17, but I'll take Derrick Henry. And now we're at a point where I think I'm just going to hit the gas pedal on receivers and we'll see what comes out. Yes, I'm a running back pig. You know what? That is fair. I guess I do need to pull up our adorable running pack. Piggy here, I'm a little running back pig. I can't draft a team without a bunch of running backs. I'm just a baby who needs to eat swap of running backs time and time again. All right, I've shamed myself enough here, and I apologize to the people joining here immediately to me doing baby talk, but half the service people have been watching me uh, go against drafting running backs early for the last few years. Uh, but again, that week 17 correlation, Bijan and Tony Pollard trading touchdowns back and forth. That's good. Actually, yeah, that's going to be a good one, right? No, never mind. It's actually Atlanta and Chicago. I <laughs> well, never mind. I took running back at two for no reason. That's that's where I think Pat Corain had a little brain fart with the week 17 correlations on ship chasing. Um, I've really, I think for the most part, memorized these well. Um, but yeah, it is not. It's Atlanta and Chicago. So I'm going to have to get some bears. Whoops. All right. 
should have double checked that one before I said it out loud. Good God, I wasn't ready for that baby talk. Yeah, you never know, Tyler, when I'm going to bust out some baby talk on here. Uh, again, I once pitched Pete on the concept of doing fantasy football advice all in baby talk on OnlyFans. And uh, sadly, Pete didn't want to do that one for the cash-in. Um, also, shout out to Pete, by the way. If you didn't watch uh, his show, Lowell's with Brick, um, always every week a good conversation with those guys kind of talking about the industry. That interview they did with Hoop, talking about the Run Pure Sports Breakup, a site that personally um, I don't have a high in my esteem uh, just because of the way they kind of acted towards Stochastic back in the day. But I saw Pete getting crazy views on that one, all the social media chatter about it. And I I watched it. I, at least I skimmed through some of it. Kind of a lot of, a lot of lawyer talk in the middle. Um, but I would say check that out for sure. Uh, and kudos to Pete. And, and Brick getting the big gets there, getting the big views. Yeah, see, Bullock shows up for the baby talk. So yeah, that's the thing. You got to balance your audiences here. Like, are we doing a pro baby talk audience, anti baby talk? Uh, something for everybody here is generally the goal. Oink, oink, oink. I am a piggy. I am a piggy. Uh, shout out to all you guys hanging out with me as well here. Of course, uh, Spag Sacks going off on every Friday at a certain point, as uh, our friend Ross pointed out to me last week, which I had already done the mantle math of. I'm going to have to do either two in a row on Fridays or do them two days a week. So uh, just to hit every team possible. But uh, this is our second one in the books, uh, of course, with the Falcons that we'll be getting here. And uh, we'll see see how that comes out. Viking 66 going here. Good mix of, of non-badges and badges in this room. So we'll see what this room looks like. All right. I guess it's time for our first. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. Is Drake London going to fall back to me? No. All right. You know what? We're going to get some Chicago correlation later. We're going to get Drake London here because I think there's a chance that DJ Moore could come back to me, whereas I don't think there's any chance uh, that we will see. Um, yeah, excuse me. Yeah, DJ Moore coming back. No chance Drake London wouldn't would fall back to me. TRBs, you're already drinking today, Spags. No, I am, in fact, uh, mostly sober, I guess. Well, I did, I did take a little weed to balance out. So, yeah, the throat pain still carrying on. A little bit of phlegm back up. Always the fun things you want to hear from your streamers. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I am mostly sober today. California sober, I guess is what we'd call that. God bless California sober. Uh, we'll point out DJ Moore, by the way, I've seen this a lot in some of the rooms I've been, and I did see on social media today too, uh, DJ Moore falling to the mid fifties. Sometimes a lot of FUD coming out about him. Uh, basically his, you know, his long distance targets, not performing too well with something that Hayden Winks pointed out. Um, also DJ Moore here, you go. he goes in anyway, so I'm not going to get him coming back. I'll have to get one of the bears running backs or Darnell Mooney or Komet later to, uh, get my week 17 correlation for the Atlanta stack. But either way, uh, DJ Moore, a player that I have seen a lot of negative talk about. Um, he's a guy that I've kind of been ignoring the advanced analytics on because he is a negative EPA per target player, which I don't love for the most part. I'm also a negative DVOA player, which again, another thing I don't love football outsiders proprietary stat. So I think there's credible reasons to fade DJ Moore. I still think if you're taking Justin Fields, you should take DJ Moore just because he is going to be that wide receiver one. But it's easier to do it, I think, if DJ Moore is coming in the 50s and you're not reaching for him in the 40s. And I think that's going to be the case as we get into the summer here. All right, on the clock again, uh, basically not allowed to take another running back at this point, at least not for a while. Um, no interesting correlations that I'm seeing at this point. But I will take Christian Kirk just to get, again, we're just going to blast off at wide receiver here and see what comes back. And we don't really have to take a QB until late. I probably will take one ahead of Desmond Ritter. But Desmond Ritter, of course, will be the guy we have to take to complete this Falcon stack and feel good about it. 
My grandson loves Daniel Tiger. If he was here, I would turn him on to you. Funny motherfucker. Love your motherfucking ass. Thank you. I love hearing. I didn't know you were a grandpa, Sammy, but I, I'm glad to hear it and uh, glad to hear that he's hearing uh, some of your life lessons, I'm sure, as one of the original Buffalo War Pigs, our guy, uh, Sammy, always a good one. And I appreciate you being in the chat, friend. DJ Moore is what in the fifties? Um, he should, what did I, did I do a, a, a pause on that? I don't know. Uh, DJ Moore though, probably should be going in the fifties, I think. And, uh, I think we'll be going there during the OTAs or once OTAs get passed and we are in that July period. Um, I think just a lot, enough information, enough data that people can point to and people have started to point out is that he wasn't that good last year, even though he had a lot of opportunity and other people kind of filed that way as being uh, filed that away as being, Oh, the Panthers are so bad. The Panthers uh, were unable to give DJ Moore the ball and give him the looks that he needs. In reality, the case is DJ Moore probably underperformed relative to the amount of looks he had. Um, did have some ceiling games though. So I still think you should draft him. But uh, for me, again, I would only draft fields uh, with DJ Moore. And I probably just wouldn't take an unstacked DJ Moore because if you're making a bet on DJ Moore, you're kind of making a bet that like the Bears are going to be good enough to really push him to another level. And that means being better than Carolina uh, in terms of passing. Oh, I said coming in the 50s. To be clear, I did say C-O-M. I think I was not referring to him ejaculating in the 50s, but uh, perhaps he can do that. Uh, like, I guess, a back to the future kind of scenario, ejaculating in the 50s. Turns out he is, in fact, his own grandfather. That's how that thing kind of goes. All right. Tough, tough pocket here. Jordan Addison is another guy I wanted to point out. Um, he's coming up a lot lately. 69 ADP. Um, I've taken him. Actually, I had to take him a little bit early. There goes at 63 here. People loving this guy. Um, I think he landed in a really good situation for himself, being in Minnesota, being able to learn from Justin Jefferson, who is kind of a slighter guy. He's actually been able to be like a, almost a near 2,000-yard receiver. Um, so I think that's something that is a positive for Addison. That said, man, that's a lot of steam for Addison when KJ Osborne's still there, Hawkinson's still there, uh, Madison coming up as well. So something to look at, uh, I think, in the future for sure. Um, all right, another receiver coming up here. I do like this pocket of guys. Um, anybody correlating? All right, we got Traylon Burks. I take so much Kadarius Tony and so much Pickens that I will take Traylon Burks here and get a little more Tennessee in my life uh, to go with Derrick Henry, who we would presume will be the fulcrum of that offense again. Um, even though I do think Derrick Henry likely to lose a few more targets this year uh, to a guy like Ty J. Spears, who should be, I think, an elevated version of what they were getting last year. Uh, from the other running backs, some of that pass game work that went away uh, when what's his face got hurt when Hilliard got hurt last year. Um, I think that's where you're going to see a little more of Spears and um, probably maybe a few rushes per game to him. Uh, but that said, Derrick Henry was actually very involved in the past game last year. So I think he's one of the few backs, um, at least until the wheels fall off, that you can project for 20 touches a game. Again, in your lake, big congrats to the 2K subs bags. Good God, three straight running backs. I know that's how I'm rewarding everybody who's followed us because they love zero RB teams, love the strategy that we bring to the table with that stuff. But I'm very grateful to all you guys who subscribed to the channel, by the way. And I will uh, quickly ask here, if you are not subscribed yet, please do it down below. Of course, hit the like button, leave a comment after the fact. I always reply to every single comment here on the Splash Play channel. Uh, so please make sure to do that down below. And I appreciate it a bunch if you do, because uh, this channel is going to be a thing that I focus on a lot of my time uh, the rest of this year, certainly in the coming years as well. And uh, the grind does not stop here. Fantasy football all year round on Splash Play. As I am on the clock again. We do have that bet on Dallas that we accidentally made. I don't know that we need to continue to double down on that. Brandon Cooks jumps out to me here. Not a big Marquise Brown fan. Don't have any Cleveland, so there's no reason to go there. Yeah, I think I'm going to take Brandon Cooks. This is really out of type for me, both in terms of the running backs I took, where I took them. Um, so not my usual best ball mania draft, but 
I think we're in an okay position to make this work. So that'll be fine. And I would also say for anybody who's dying to see me take Anthony Richardson on a stream after I did put out a 3000 word opus on football outsiders talking about the negatives of Anthony Richardson and the, and the pros of him as well. I'm obviously trying to sell people on why they should get on board and at least have some shares of them. Um, I'm not going to get Anthony Richardson today. I don't see any way that's going to work out for this particular build. So kudos, whoever does get him. I hope he goes to good hands. I feel like I'm giving a cherished loved one away or, or a pet. I was going to say, but it feels mean to call him a pet. So I'll say a cherished loved one I'm giving away here on the stream. Take good care of him. Let him out in the field. Let him run around. Have some good, have some good times. Is drafting Levis viable for a team like this? Uh, not in a two QB build, but maybe for a three QB where he is that 18th round luxury guy. Um, I think especially if I took like Ritter and um, who would I take with Ritter? Ritter and somebody late, I guess. Uh, that guy wouldn't be ev evident right now in my player pool who I'd stack it up with. But I think in that case, yeah, you could take Levis late and hope that he pans out. And then basically he's not playing at the beginning of the year. And by the time week 17 rolls around, he's out there and running the ball and all that stuff. So uh, would not be crazy to take Levis here, but I am not a Levis guy and uh, have not been sold on him yet. And I just don't think here's, I don't think he's a year one starter necessarily, but he definitely can be an end of year, year one starter. Ironically, kind of like Ritter was last year. Oh, that's a, that's a tough outcome. Anthony Richardson bus or flock wins BBM four. So you're saying I have to choose between, I have to make Anthony Richardson be a bus player or he'll be good. And the flock wins. So somehow I would be ahead of the field and putting the cart ahead of the horse of Anthony Richardson being good. And I would still lose. That would be a tough one. That would be a tough one. I would, I think I would take him busting just because that means I'm still alive to win BBM four. Um, but that hurts that that was a tough hypothetical that I did not enjoy um, on the clock again. Okay. We do have this bet on Dallas now. It's pretty significant. So I'm going to take Dak as my QB one. And honestly, I could have pushed Dak a little further. I have seen Dak go in the hundreds, but I think that kind of made sense just to grab him here and lock up that one Dallas stack. Um, just not a team. I stack up a lot because I'm not a believer in that offense being very high octane this year. Um, nothing I've seen in the terms of the quotes, in terms of what Brian Schottenheimer's done everywhere he's been, in terms of what Mike McCarthy has done when he hasn't had Kellen Moore as his uh, offensive coordinator. I don't think they force that ball downfield. I don't think they play fast. Um, I think that's something that people have not caught up with yet. So um, definitely something for me where I'm not going to get a lot of Dak, but made sense here with my, my Tony Pollard and also my Cooks. You've seen Flock's Trey Lance exposure. He's dust. I, I did see him take Trey Lance because we were, uh, he, I happened to walk into one of his streams. Like I didn't, it happens a lot to me basically where I'm just drafting teams at random times. So I end up on these streamer drafts just because I'm a fucking degenerate who's just draft blasting off and, and trying to make sure I max out these tournaments as best I can. And I was in one where he took Trey Lance and then I think he took like a two, a double with Trey Lance. And I was like, oh no, if a two, a double is now like, like if he's drafting a two, a double, that means the two, a double stack is just like, popular for the public as can be. Um, so that definitely spooked me a little bit overall. Cause uh, you know, certain guys like he, you know, he won that, that uh, high stakes thing last year. I think it was, was it the bulldog or the big dog. One of those ones on underdog. And that kind of rewards like a little bit more of a, a chalky brain is the best way to put it. Um, so I think that uh, certainly a guy that uh, if he's doing it, I would be careful about the public also doing it All right on the clock here. I do have this bet on Jacksonville. I'm going to take Evan Ingram, which sucks for the Trevor Lawrence drafter, but um, I'm getting Jacksonville. 
I will probably get some part of Carolina at the end as well, just to get something there for that week 17 correlation. But again, what I've set up early here is like a lot of these teams will have guys late where, you know, Dallas playing Detroit, I guess you could take Laporta late as my tight end. That'd be my nice week 17 correlation there. Atlanta, we we figured out playing Chicago in week 17 so I can get some of the running backs, one of the running backs rather, or I can get a Darnell Mooney or even a Tyler Scott late. I think it wouldn't be crazy. So we're set up and I think well positioned for uh, some week 17 correlations as well as to get our shitty Desmond Ritter capper at the end. Uh, let's see. The two double is always going to be chalked this year, given the price of two versus other QBs. That is a fair point. That's why too, to me, I think, you know, one of my differentiation points has been if I'm taking Tua and I'm taking that Miami double or even a Tua with Miami, like one player. And then I'll get, you know, Durham Smythe or somebody later, one of the running backs. Like I love taking a chain or really any of them, a chain, uh, most Eric Wilson, any of them are fine. Um, but whenever I'm doing that, I do try to pair them with like an AR because it's like, okay, then at least I have a lever against these guys who are going to have a lot of like Tyreek with Tua, Waddle with Tua, Tyreek and Waddle with Tua. Um, your one way to get ahead of those guys is going to be if those, if those guys go off in week 17, we'll be beating Tua at QB somehow or I guess supplementing with another different stack. So something to keep in mind there that that Miami double is uh, not a secret anymore like it was last year. I'll take white chalk over two a chalk. So we're talking Mike white. I, if you're playing and this is something I would really warn everybody against, cause I see it a lot now, now that we're, you know, getting a lot more people in the streams and also, you know, I've been paying a lot more attention to social media just cause I, you know, it's, I feel like I have to now cause we're, we're going deep into this world of working for ourselves and all that. Um, I think people really fear injury way too much in terms of that stuff. Like you benefit so much more by playing into a player and hoping they stay healthy and not worrying about the injuries in the past. And I know like that stops people on Tua, that stops people on um, so many players out there that I think are just like players that you want to get a, a cap of or a taste of like Bateman's another guy too, where they're like, he's been injured for two straight years. Okay. At a certain point that does stop. And I think that's where uh, sometimes people miss that. Like you're better off just assuming that the guy will play. Like you don't have to get, 50% Rashad Bateman. I would never advocate for that, but like, you know, you want to get at least with the field, if not, maybe a little bit more, if you really like Bateman, because he has talent and he's a guy that should actually uh, overcome the injury stuff at some point on the clock again. So now we're going to get our Chicago correlation. I think uh, not at running back because I do think we are pretty stuffed there at this point, but I will take Darnell Mooney here. So we have uh, Bijan Drake, London, bring back a Darnell Mooney. Um, we have our Jacksonville guys and Kirk and Ingram. So we'll try to get somebody from Carolina late Tennessee. We'll be able to get a Houston guy late. So I love getting week 17 correlations. in. if you don't believe in it and you don't want to make it a key focus of what you're doing, that's perfectly fine. Don't reach for guys because of week 17 correlation, but it should be built in everything you do. And uh, you know, if I tweet a screenshot now, uh, it's usually the ones where I'm like, cool, every player kind of matches up with somebody in week 17. Um, and that's what I want is to kind of get some positions there. Um, because I'm confident enough in me, you know, doing the rest of the structural things you have to do along with that. Uh, no stacks, head injuries do not stop. They get worse. That's absolutely not true. You're you're just saying a thing, Scott. I you, I gotta say, like you know, this is what happened on the month, uh, the Tuesday stream with Pete, where that guy Christopher was coming in. It basically became the reason that I wrote that Football Outsiders article was him saying that uh, Richardson being bad is a reality. It's like no, that's not reality. Same thing for this head stuff. Like uh, Brian Danielson is a wrestler who they take more head trauma than some guys. Uh, he recovered from a concussion that had basically had WWE's lawyers wanting to retire him. That happens a lot. Football, we've seen it a lot too, where guys have concussions and sometimes they don't come, you know, it doesn't occur again. Um, certainly like they're not something to play around with. I think if two got concussed again, that's certainly something you want to worry about, but also the helmet technology improves every year. Like you aren't a concussion expert. I don't know why you would come into a chat and, and act like you are, 
Like, so don't do that. Just draft the player or don't draft him, I guess. But like, uh, if that's the reason you're not drafting a player, like, I just think you're making a gigantic mistake. That's one example, Scott, one example. Also, 30 years ago, <laughs> 30 years ago. All right, we're on the clock again. I continue to beat this drum uh, for for the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I don't really want to do that. Um, God, I really do not like this pocket at all. Uh, I'm going to take Adam Thielen. I don't take him ever. Um, not the spot I want to take him necessarily, but we're just pounding receivers anyway. I'm, it's an all volume game at me for this uh, for me at this point. So I'll take Thielen. I'll pair him with Evan Ingram, and then we'll go from there. Ugh. Really do not like that, but wide receiver is not on the board. And this is a really nice running back pocket that I just do not need right now. So I, that's why, again, another reason I hate taking running backs early is the wide receivers at this point are so gross. And then you have so many great running back options. Like I will list off guys that I would have liked here. Um, Antonio Gibson, not really my guy, but you can make a case for him being more involved in the pass game. Kendra Miller, absolutely a guy I love in this range. Roshan Johnson is one of my biggest bags overall in some of the big board stuff. And he landed in a nice spot for him to earn that role by week 17. Um, so just a nice spot to take running backs, not a good one for wide receivers. So that's uh, another reason I hate being a running back pig. And I'll point it out here. Your boy Pete says, let the draft come to you to pay on your draft pick. I use three or four different strategies. Yeah. I mean, obviously fundamentally with this approach of what we're doing here, we're forcing me to get different stacks. I can't let the draft come to me quite as much, but obviously that is the best way to do things. You have ADP followers. They then uh, differentiate and tell you where to go. Like I had a really nice uh, Baltimore Miami team that I tweeted out. If you want to check it out at Chris Spags, uh, if you want to see an example of like the way that I try to correlate stuff. And basically I got it because Waddle fell, Tyreek fell, like everything fell around it. And that happened to be a stack that I like a lot. But that said, you should generally be starting to kind of build your teams around, oh, this guy fell 10, 10 picks. How do I then work him into what I'm trying to tell uh, my bet within this lineup for? And I think that's where that becomes um, a good strategy overall. So obviously, you want to get that closing line value. You want to get that ADP value in general. Um, so that's sort of uh, the main strategy people should deploy. And also too, like, I, I feel like now that there's also more like casual people coming into best ball, I've seen some people be saying like, Hey, throw ADP out the window, just use your projections or use whatever projection source. Don't throw ADP out the window. Like you want to have the rankings to know, Hey, I value this guy at this level, but then you still want to get him where the market's going. And I think I mentioned this on the stream on Tuesday with Pete, but Hayden wings put out a chart. I think that he did last year, where it shows like the bell curve of where the ADP distributes and all that stuff. And it's basically like every time you take a guy 12 picks early, somebody else got that same guy 12 picks later, because that's how underdog does their ADP averaging. So basically like you are putting yourself in very uh, disadvantageous spots. If you are reaching for guys and just going all over the map, um, sometimes you have to do it. Like I think if you're in the one hole, sometimes you really have to do that because you're not going to pick for 24 picks. So like you got to go back in there and get some of your guys that are coming up. Um, but in general though, it's just uh, it's something that is going to make worse teams overall. And there's again, Caden studies this stuff on the regular. And I think that's a really good public service, um, especially as a guy who's an employee of underdog uh, kind of highlighting, Hey, here's the missteps to really avoid. And that's definitely one of them. All right. On the clock again. Um, we do have Roshan on the board. I do think I would like to take a running back four and Roshan aligns with my bet here that we're going to make for Atlanta. So I am going to take Roshan here. And now we are officially done at running back. Officially, officially done. Oink, oink, oink. I took three running backs early and I hate it. <laughs> I hate how the team looks. Truthfully, the best teams to me always feel like five receivers in the first seven rounds. Like that's something I want to do. 
Um, a lot of the times, and I know there's been enough data as well. You want to get five before 10, um, I think has been universally remarked. I know Pete said that as the thing that he's kind of had as a benchmark. That was also part of the unifying themes of like Pat's winning lineup last year in BBM three, as well as the King Capitals lineup. I think he also had five before 10. Um, so that's generally, if you want to have a rule of thumb for receivers, do that. But I think there was also some data. I, I, I have a hard time kind of remembering who did what, but somebody pointed out too. It's like, if you get five receivers in your first six rounds, your team also has like a higher upside in some of these uh, various uh, stat distributions and all that stuff. So if you're going to be zero RB, uh, being a radicalized zero RB guy is certainly something that I would try to do. And I, I do enjoy doing fun drafts if you're a radicalized zero RB. All right. Good running back pocket here. Ross got an Algier, Roshan mini the other day. Both fell 20 spots past ADP. Most high T week 17 mini correlation of 2023. I think it's a logical week 17 correlation. I'd actually like the two running backs from a week 17 matchup um, paired together, especially because um, like running backs, we know sort of pull from each other. It doesn't matter. Like they both can theoretically go off in a game, but in DFS, you usually do not want to play two running backs from the same game. Um, so I think for week 17 correlations, you're basically saying, Hey, if this game has a low total and one team runs away with it, you have a good shot at hitting one of those running backs, having an outlier day. Um, so I think that's a pretty good pick to go with overall. Um, okay. On the clock here, you've made a mediocre bet on Carolina. We also have this Tennessee thing going. I actually might take Levis as a QB three. So let's do that. We got Chig here. It's the team now at tight end. We have Evan Ingram and Chig. At receiver, Drake London, Christian Kirk, Traylon Burks, Brandon Cooks, Darnell Mooney, and Adam Thielen. I hate that wide receiver room. Running back, Bijan Robinson, Tony Pollard, Derrick Henry, and Roshan Johnson. And at QB, we have Dak. So the team makes sense, even if it's not like my favorite construction of a team. Bijan versus his backup week 17. I mean, I... Obviously, I think that Tyler Algier is going to be good leverage against the concept of Bijan. Bijan just goes so high that if basically in week 17, if Bijan goes, I don't know, let's say Bijan is getting 15 touches a game um, basically throughout the entire year. We get to week 17, he gets his 15 touches, but they don't result in touchdowns. But Tyler Algier happens to vulture two touchdowns. Algier is probably the leverage that you need in week 17, even if he wasn't going to outscore uh, Bijan Robinson the rest of the year. So that's the kind of thing to me where I still think there's value in a Tyler Algier. And I think people kind of file it away as, oh, Bijan's just now the guy. Like there's nothing left for anybody else. But in reality, it's, you know, that Jamal Williams thing with DeAndre Swift last year. It's that it's that kind of same push-pull where I'd rather have the lower ADP guy, um, at least in some volume, and hope that you can get leverage, even though um, Algier probably going to have a much less, much worse role than he would have had if there were no Bijan in his life. Oh, college backup. Oh, there you go. I don't know, man. Chip, it's early. <laughs> But yes, of course I do. I did uh, stump for Roshan quite a bit as a guy that uh, people certainly love Bijan more. It makes sense. He can, he's a, like a more life guy, a more nimble guy is going to get out there and catch some passes, but they had the same stats. Like Bijan and Roshan had the exact same uh, stats last year. Like in terms of missed tackle rate, in terms of the, what they were doing in the pass game, like uh, Bijan certainly better in the pass game, but Roshan was doing a lot of similar things. And he was also able to really move the pile. Uh, eight man boxes is one of the stats that if you'll recall, if you watched those early rookie previews I did, where I brought in all the data sheets and looked at stuff. Um, Roshan was really good against eight man boxes in a way that I think only Muhammad Ibrahim was in this class. And uh, Ibrahim now on the lines of the UDFA, certainly not a lock to get on the field. All right, we're on the clock here, and I'll look at the chat in a moment. Um, nothing Coltsy here. Ritter, got a ways to go for Ritter. 
God, I guess I'm just going to take Josh Downs. Josh Downs doesn't correlate with anything I'm doing here. I'm going to take Wandale. Maybe get some Rams player late for that week 17 correlation. But again, not a great receiver pocket. Not what I'm dying to be in, but we did it. We did it and we survived. Four rounds left. We still have to get Ritter and possibly Will Levis. Uh, what's Spag's take on Matt Collins this year? I don't think there's enough volume in the Atlanta offense to get there. Um, I think if you want to double stack Atlanta, that's certainly a guy to go to. Um, I don't know if that makes sense for the bet I'm making on Bijan in this particular build. And Matt Collins probably, you know, a better version of what uh, Olamide Zacchaeus was, or I guess maybe even Russell Gage in previous years. But the issue is you have to feed Pitts. You have to feed London probably more than Pitts. You have to feed Bijan. You have to feed the run game. Um, so to me, I certainly would not think that Matt Collins is a guy that's going to have huge upside, but he was great last year. So like, um, I wouldn't be shocked to see him have like one good game this year. I just don't expect there to be enough pass game volume for him to get there reliably like week to week. Definitely not a floor player by any stretch. Okay. I'm just going to read this one. Um, Hey, slappy chicken Hawk, AKA flapjack, AKA Jack hole in the hissy. Okay. Okay. That was, those were words. Those were words. Appreciate slappy. Am I slappy? Uh, <laughs> slappy appreciates chicken hawk, AKA flapjack. What, what is, are we doing pet names here? Is that all right? Whatever, man. I'm glad to have you in the stream. Um, all right. We're on the clock here again. Josh downs falling. I wish I had just taken downs last time out. Oh uh, God. This is ugly, ugly, ugly here. I'm just going to get Ritter out of the way. I don't want to risk a snipe at this point. And there's just nothing I like on this draft board. So it is what it is. Oof, this team, again, this if we are going to go by the correlation that uh, Pete was talking about, where you can't identify your good teams as you're doing them right now, it's going to be the ones that you hate the most that are going to get there at the end. This team could be a BBM finalist we are looking at right now uh, because everything about it just doesn't light my, my heart on fire. Um, but it is a team, and it's a team that's unique, and it's a team that's not going to be the same as all the, the badge bro kind of drafts we normally do here. Shouts the actual badge bros, I'm sure, going live at some point today. Um, but yeah, definitely a oof, oof, a team that I do not feel pretty good about. Uh, let's see. Props to everyone in this draft. We're flying. Yeah, that's all. I appreciate that, guys, because honestly, uh, the main thing for me is getting these drafts done in a quick time frame because it's been helpful with getting new people here in the community. So I appreciate that a bunch. And shout out to all you guys watching live to see 97 people watching live. That is uh, hit a little bit over 100, which we don't hit normally here on these Fags Fridays. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you are new around here, please subscribe. Of course, I'll be doing these drafts all summer. We will be back to the double headers uh, with Pete again on Tuesday. So that'll be fun as well. But uh, we keep grinding here on Splash Play. And I always do the best I can to give you my logic for things and why I'm doing things a certain way and if you disagree like fade away i just you know just don't fucking don't, don't do the gardner Minshew thing that's <laughs> or do do it i guess if you really want to fade me that's the one you really want to fade me and go against me <laughs> yep that, that would be on the movie poster rollings here uh rolling xvii <laughs> uh but yeah uh it's a team that's my review here that's my movie review that you could print on a poster uh, and i that's all i can say for this team uh all right what are we going to do here? Good God. Good God. Seven receivers, each worse than the last. <laughs> I still have to get some Houston correlation for my Tennessee guys. So let's take Tank Dell. Oof. 
what else do I have to get in terms of correlation if I want to do that? Really wish Mechie. Mechie went at 163, which I think is probably fair to where he should go. Sometimes he goes like 200, and I will scoop up Mechie every time that he goes uh, behind ADP. But Mechie, definitely a guy to watch come up here. I think especially, too, as we get into camp, um, I think Mechie could get pretty high up there just because he's probably the most, besides Robert Woods, but like in terms of the young guys, he's the most like pro receiver, I think, out of those guys they are going to have, just like what he did at Bama. A lot of good route running stuff. Also, good amount of end zone work um, and red zone work, which surprises you as kind of a smaller guy. So Mechie is definitely one of those players I'd watch and, and good to grab now. Though Again, not good to reach, I think, 30 picks past ADP right now. So Roshan was the last running back I'm going to draft. That is the case. Oh, did, did I draft somebody that we're saying is a running back? Tank Dell's not a running back. Is that who we're saying? Yeah, there you go. I'll let the chat say it for me because I don't want to pander too much. But hey, shout out to everybody hanging out. You guys are the best. I was thinking too, and I don't know if any people actually want to do this. I might make like the, the YouTube community thing just because like, A, I feel weird panhandling for super chats. Like I'm doing a little dance, hoping you guys give me five bucks on the train. But I do think like having emojis and stuff would be cool and some sort of community thing. So I'm thinking about it is where we are in that process. But um, I also didn't, you know, like, Pete must do pretty well with his channel memberships, I think. So I don't want, I don't want to count another man's money, but I think maybe there's an opportunity there for everybody to get a win. But it's also the custom emoji thing. Like I want to see custom emojis in the chat. That's, that's what would be like the most fun for me is just spending a day on Photoshop and putting in a shitload of emojis that uh, people will hopefully use. But we'll find out. We'll find out my motivation levels. Is Fournette getting a job? I don't I don't want to assume Fournette, Hunt, and Zeke get a job at this point because, I mean, some of the reports about them have all been the same. It's that they don't want to settle for the roles that they're going to be in. And that's what the modern NFL is. And that's been one of my biggest, like, theses about football is that, like, the running back position is just flattening out. No guys averaged 25 touches last year. And those bell cow roles just kind of aren't there anymore. So um, I think it's one of those things that, like, those guys need to adjust to. And certainly the industry needs to adjust to. Um, this is going to be a weird one, guys. But I'm going to take Puka Nakua here to get some correlation <laughs> with Wandale Robinson in week 17. So when Puka Nakua is out there catching some real slot-like targets that Cooper Cup would be getting because the Rams have given up on the season, I'll be the one benefiting on this dog shit team that, again, as I said earlier, it's a team. It's a team. It's a team and it fits the criteria that we established in the stream down below. I'm going to stack Falcons and God damn it. I stacked up the Falcons and this is what happens when you try to stack up the Falcons. And also this is what happens when you take too many running backs early. So a couple of helpful life lessons for you guys. Here you go. Here's the duality of man. Puka's a great pick. Good God. Puka. Oof. <laughs> yeah, that's. I guess sums it up. Puka's small, but um, his stats jumped out to me enough. I think I pulled him into my data sheet. Let me see. Puka Nakua. Puka. Puka Nakua. Puka. Oh, there he is. Okay. This is theme song, by the way, in case you're wondering what I was singing. Puka. Puka Nakua. Puka had a... Okay, so he only ran 17 routes per game this past season. But when he was out there running routes, he was targeted uh, 2023 draft class high. 46.3% targets per route run. 4.2 yards per route run. 0.332 EPA per target player. And then he was also good running out wide. Uh, 0.264 EPA per target. So he's not just like a pure slot guy. Uh, so Puka Nakua analytically fits the kind of stuff I look for. Um, also pretty good down the field, it looks like. Like, not a world beater, but 0.629 EPA per target on 20-plus air yard throws. So, 
Puka's a guy. Puka's a guy. And here we go. The ceremonial Will Levis at the end. Ba, 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 ba. Everybody, hold up your mayo and banana peels. Will Levis coming through here to complete this team that is best described as a team. 2-2 and Puka. I think Puka's coming for 2-2. <laughs> Great fucking names, though. Great names that would be uh, fun to watch in a children's show, I think. Uh, so certainly Tutu and Puka, the, the new best friends. And we'll let this draft steam out here. We'll give these guys, these last four guys, Omar is in the chat. Uh, maybe some of the other guys in the chat as well. Uh, we'll let them here get their moment in the sun before we name this team dog shit <laughs> that I drafted. Levis, the ultimate capstone for a team. Yep, that's it. That's it. Thought it was a member of Splash. We don't have memberships, so you, it's impossible to be one. But uh, but yeah, someday soon. We'll, ha we'll have that join button. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Chosen Anderson getting picked here. Chosen Anderson. Do they at least have any Miami going? No. Oh, okay. A little week 17 correlation for Chosen Anderson with Lamar. What if the Buffalo Miami stack you need is Lamar and 20th round or 18th round Chosen Anderson? Yeehaw. Levis is not a Phillips stack. Oh yeah, Kyle Phillips of the the player du jour over on the Swolecast too. Another one of Pete's streams. Again, I will give Pete the plug. Go check out all the streams he's been doing. He did a lot this week of his BBM four entries and leave a comment on all of them. If you do leave a comment on the Pete streams as well, uh, it puts you in each video, gives you an entry, a chance to get a $1,500 split between three people on there. So really generous giveaway by Pete. Really kind one. Of course, the draft just times out at the end. So let's, let's do a little refreshy. Completed. All right, my final team here, which I also would like to name Spag Stacks. ATL, a team. Okay. My final team here. We got Dak, Desmond Ritter, Will Levis at QB. Running back, went thin, but high octane, high upside, high T. Bijan Robinson, Tony Pollard, Derrick Henry, and Roshan Johnson later on. Drake London, Christian Kirk, Traylon Burks, Brandon Cooks, Darnell Mooney, Adam Thielen, Wandale Robinson, Nathaniel Tank Dell, and Puka Nakua at receiver. And then a tight end, Evan Ingram and Chick Okonkwo. Every player correlated for week 17. Uh, every player in some sort of stack for the most part, so... That's what we're trying to do here, guys. That's the name of the game. Appreciate your team name Flukas. Yeah, I guess, I mean, my son is Luca. I'm drafting Puka. There's a lot of great names out there. Either way, I appreciate each every one of you guys for hanging out with me here. I will, again, subscribe down below. Hit the like button. Leave a comment. Every Friday, 11 a.m., I'll be doing these streams. Of course, on Tuesday, it is the Splash Play doubleheader with Pete and I going head-to-head, -head, two in a row on that one. I had a multi-table this past week uh, because that's how you got to kind of have to sacrifice to make sure that Pete gets all of his entries streamed. But a lot of fun doing those drafts. Check out the one from earlier this week. Of course, follow me at Chris Spags. Check out my column at Football Outsiders. Uh, did it this week talking about the great Anthony Richardson fantasy debate. If you are not a believer in Anthony Richardson, I don't know if the column will sell you, but I do think you should check it out because I did the best I could to lay out the data arguments as to why Anthony Richardson does align pretty closely in terms of the pedigree to guys like Josh Allen, guys like Jalen Hurts, guys like Lamar Jackson, and also even Justin Fields threw in some stats for him as well. So go check that out on Football Outsiders. But thank you guys for hanging out with me. Appreciate each and every one of you. And really, if you are drafting teams, whether it be in BBM4, whether it be in the Poodle, again, $20 entry fee on there. Go check that out. And actually, uh, I do have to do the, here we go, got to do this. 
this again. This is like a bit, but it's also not a bit. Uh, use the promo code SPLASH and underdog. $100 entries or $100 deposit on there, rather. We'll get a $100 deposit match coming back your way. And of course, check out the legal lingo here. If you are in trouble, if you are gambling beyond your means, please do check that out legitimately because like, I care about that shit. Don't, don't go broke over this. Don't, uh, should be fun. Should not be something that you are uh, killing yourself over. So please do that. But if you are okay, go deposit hundred dollars at underdog and use that promo code splash to support this show. Thank you guys for hanging out. Enjoy your weekends. And of course, good luck. Bye.